Uh, it's great to hear that theme music again. And you know, lads, I'm still hearing new parts in it. Luke, would you just cue up that banjo lick that happens towards the end of it again there? The very end. Yeah. Hold on, I just, there's a bit after the banjo lick I want to listen to again. Okay. Uh, Ready? Banjo lick after it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a mandolin or what is that? It's a banjo. Nobody could see what Kieran's Kieran did there, but he he kind of made like a. It was like a little bit like a bobblehead, and he did exaggerated guitar playing while whilst moving his left hand outwards from his body, uh, uh, while pointing out the bit. We all saw that he didn't. Yes, but you've been told about it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a it's a chord up here on the banjo, and I just slide it down really fast as I'm. Played it. Oh, that's yeah. great. I love, it. I love it. I love it. It's great to be back, lads. It's been it's been five months since our last show aired in early December. And while we can't quite commit to another season of shows just yet, I did convince the lads to come out of their podcast retirement for through for two Theme Night 29 specials. Firstly, today's preview show, and on May 11th in two weeks' time, our Theme Night 29 review show. And lads, I'm happy today. Yeah? Mm. I'm happy, and I'm especially happy for our listeners. Okay. Because I guarantee you that there are some listeners out there, now not many, but some, who haven't yet got their tickets for the upcoming team night. <gasps> and I'm happy for them, uh, because there are actually tickets left this time. Oh, yeah? Brilliant. You know, and I'm happy they can still go out and get them, and they don't have to miss out on what is going to be an absolutely incredible show, mm. even if I say so myself. So what you're saying is there are still tickets available for the two team nights that are coming up. <laughs> well, that, it was that close that enough, yeah. Well, I, I was saying that I was, that was happy for the listeners, you know, more so, Luke, but um, <laughs> while trying to get a sneaky plug in there, but fair you, fair you fair got fair. straight to the point, in fairness well, to you. That actually is an interesting <laughs> one, because a person who would usually contact me because they know that I know you and they'd contact me and say is there any chance you just ask Karen if there's tickets available they contacted me this time and I says you haven't even been on the site because there's still tickets you can just get them yourself you didn't even have to pull in the favour you're so used to doing it this way (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah, I thought it was great I know it's going to be brilliant I'm excited lads in case you hadn't noticed and that's partly to do with the show the team line coming up but it's partly because it's lovely to be here with ye again that's great it is lovely to be here it's great it's and so and so staying on this positive note I'm going to ask you both on our first show of 2022 what has been your highlight of this year so far Luke first highlight of the year so far Jeez, you're putting me on the spot there. I don't know. Uh, the year's been a bit of a blur so far. I'm not sure if I can really pick out one one highlight out of it. It's just been a blur of getting back to work. And actually, I have to say, if there if there might have been a highlight from the year so far, I'm probably going to steal your one now. I don't know. But the uh, we did um, you and I along with uh, uh, Mark Kennedy and and James Blennerhassett and and uh, Ken McDonald Tonto did a couple of gigs with the Second Captains podcast. That's right. And there was one really exceptional moment in all of that. We got to play Piano Man with uh, George Hamilton singing it, and the roof lifted off the place. Yeah, maybe if maybe if there was one kind of really standout moment from the year so far for me, it'd be be that. That was just class. George Hamilton lifting the roof off. 
the Liberty Hall Theatre in Dublin. 450 lads up on their feet, arms around each other, swaying, roaring out Piano Man. It was yeah, a surreal moment, actually. It was weird, yeah. weird. Just not something that you ever thought that you'd be doing in yeah. your life. Ever. So just for the listeners, the lads were asked to be the house band on another podcast. Uh, they reached podcast fame uh, eventually. <laughs> and this other podcast is called The Second Captains. And so the lads travelled up. Now, I, was, I wasn't involved in this not being a musician at all. I say it plenty. But I got to hear the lads talking about this. And uh, I don't know how to describe it, but Kieran, Kieran Quinn, for example, the most kind of, um, cal- not calculated is the wrong word, but, you know, he keeps himself together and he keeps on top of himself. Like a child of Christmas he was. Lads, yeah. I'm heading up. The second captains. <laughs> so, couldn't wait to be on the stage. So when you got back and you were talking about that, I was delighted for you. So fair play uh, to you. Thanks, Rory. Yes, that was a highlight. What about yourself, Rory? Any highlights from the year so far? Or sorry, what is your one highlight from the year so far? Yeah, I have a few, but my one um, is landing into drum hair. Drama hair is a highlight. Yeah. Wow. That's how Tell I got. More. That's how I right, got there. Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> Drama hair, fabulous town. I just couldn't wait. Uh, myself and a friend of mine, Shane McCran, we walked from Loch Talt, which is um, on the Mayo border. Uh, you kind of drive out to the very outlands of Sligo to the Mayo border. You come to a lake called Loch Talt, and we walked the eighty kilometres from Loch Talt to uh, Drama hair. Uh, on the what's called the Sligo Way, so um, a part of the Wild Atlantic Way hiking route, but it's just um, a part of Sli- or just the Sligo p- section of that, and it's called the Sligo Way. So it was eighty kilometres, and the highlight was, although that walk was fantastic, uh, and there was great moments throughout that, the highlight definitely was the moment of stepping across the finish line and saying, "We've done it. Done We've it. walked eighty k, eighty kilometres." Mm. And how long did it take you to do that? It took us 19 hours, so we set off on a, on, we, w- we went up on a Sunday evening, a Sunday night, and we waited for the clock to strike 12 o'clock, so, and then Monday morning at 12 o'clock we took off, and then at 7 o'clock uh, we landed into Drum Hair with broken feet and broken soles, but having, having accomplished the mission all the same. Wow. Fair play to you. Thanks very much. I think the closest I'll ever get to 80k would be maybe 80,000 calories over a particularly <laughs> heavy weekend of uh, drinking, uh, drinking and eating takeaways. <laughs> anyway. Right, and, and how did this come about? Well, so during the winter I was feeling a bit... Actually, lads, one of our last podcasts, Rory spoke to us about getting lost up a mountain at night. Exactly. Yeah. Was this part of this whole journey it, for you? Yeah, so earlier on in the, like last season I did talk about wanting to get out and walk at night. I was feeling a bit like all I did was work and then it was dark in the evening and I love hiking. So I said to Shane, I said, would you come out at night and we'll just do the same walks that we would do during the day, but we'll do them at night. And he says, yeah. And I think about ha- like, you know, about a month or so into doing these night and evening walks, Shane says, you know, this, this particular trail is part of the Sligo Way. And we started talking about the Sligo Way. And jokingly, one of us said, I wonder, could we do the whole thing in one day? And it was more so like, Jesus, I couldn't put two days aside for that lad. Way too busy. Way too busy to find two days to so go walking. So we can, yeah, we condensed the whole thing into one. It started as a joke. But then we did one section of it from Drama Hare to Colony, which is about 30k. And once we got that section done, we were like, we have this. Mm. We're going to be well able. 
how wrong we were because if I'd have known yeah. how 80k would feel after doing 30 I'd say we, we have about another year and a half worth of training to do here kind of when you do a long walk like that it kind of exponentially kind of increases in difficulty the, after you get past a certain point and you start to have blister and you this and that and the other yeah as your feet start to like deteriorate yeah. your soul goes with it yeah. you know I've done, yeah. half of my soul is left up there Loch Lumen up on top of Ballygally yeah. there there's nothing left mm. do you know what <laughs> could be worse you could have climbed Crow Patrick barefoot a couple of days before you had to play a big championship oh, game yeah well only I need you to do that that would be like. right stupid thing to do and tell us this <laughs> did you <laughs> tell us this did you load up on Sour Mike and Ikes before you set off do you know I actually lads I'm not even going to lie I forgot to bring them I bought three boxes of them and I left them on my kitchen table and I says, this would be great now because these fellas have helped me out in the past. And then I left them on the table. And when I was coming into Colony, so I had made this rule that I wouldn't stop in my house because I didn't want this. I felt like that would break the walk into two because uh-huh. I felt if I stopped in my house, I'd have a cup of tea. I'd change the socks, change the shoes, maybe have a shower, maybe change the clothes. That's not really doing it in one go. You've had your, a pit stop, which mm-hmm. kind of takes away from it. Yeah, it's cheating. So I said, Shane, and like the two of us are broken walking down from Colony to, or from Kalani to Colony, passing my door. And I knew the Mike and Ikes were in there as well. And I thought, this, they've saved me before. I wonder, could I just run in and grab them if I promise not to even sit down? I won't touch anything else. I'll just grab them and we'll go. And Shane says, no, we can't. We're not going in your front door. We're going to do this all in one go. So I walked by them and my wow. bed was there. The shower was there and the Mike and Ikes were there and we had to go up. Do you know, actually, that's actually a hilarious moment of the walk. My house is two minutes away, but we're sitting up on the square in Clooney boiling up a cup of tea on a jet boil that we carried with us. Like, <laughs> I thought, this is madness altogether. Wow, 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 wow. There you go, Rory. Um, well, great, lads. Thanks for those highlights. Um, and you will hear lots more from us um and indeed about the theme night throughout the course of this podcast, including a fascinating chat with... And a live performance of the song she'll be singing in the show um, from theme night regular Colette Sheeran. But first, lads, I'm sure you're wondering what my highlight of the year has been. Absolutely. I wasn't actually, no, I was just thinking about getting on with the podcast. You should roll the, <laughs> yeah, roll another jingle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened on Good Friday, lads. You were both there in the model at the Young Songwriter Showcase. Yes. Uh, which was a celebration of some of the wonderful music currently being written by some great local teenage musicians. And who did we bump into there, lads? But the man himself, and I have this on high authority, iRadio's brightest young talent, Hall in the morning, Carney. And <laughs> folks, I know you're going to be very happy to hear that we'll be talking to Hall very shortly. But first, let's hear what he's been up to this week on the streets of Letterkenny. Talking to your average Joes, a random question he will pose. What he'll ask, one never knows. What's your favorite movie? Savory or fruity? Do you like a sushi? Oh, it's, it's me, Hall on the. Well, lads, what's the crack? Streets. What would your death row meal be? Steak. With what? Mashed potatoes. A little bit of wine on the side, maybe champagne a little bit. Um, caviar and crocodile. <laughs> oh my god, that is so random. Probably a bowl of cereal. Love cereal. <laughs> what type of cereal? Definitely like Cocoa Pops. I get a chicken vindaloo with potatoes, uh, KFC but only the spicy kind, and a vanilla milkshake on the side. <laughs> Probably a KFC family bucket to myself. Uh, guacamole and strawberries for dessert. Fry up a load of potatoes, fry up a load of chorizo, right, proper thick chorizo now, fry up a load of scallions, fry up an egg, you'll have a heart attack after it, right, but throw it all together, man, let the juice come out of the chorizo onto the potatoes. It's me, ho, on the streets, 
He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. He is not wrong. That last person there sounds remarkably like uh, Mr. Mark Kennedy, uh, previous guest on our podcast, Mark Kennedy of the uh, Kennedy and Rainbow podcast. Is that who it is? It sounds like I hounded him for about a half an hour that day because he was on the last box box as well. <laughs> I tell you, Chef Kennedy. Kendi'd want to ditch the, the videography and the podcast and the musician and, and everything and just go full time at the chef. And, I think that that's the tasty. only thing he eats because I've only ever seen him put one food thing on his story on Instagram. All right. And it was potato and chorizo. So it's just that it sounds really impressive, but it's actually... <laughs> He's only learned to cook one thing. It's like learning to play one particularly impressive song on guitar, but actually not knowing anything else. And then it? finishing the song saying, I can't, I can't do any more, guys. Right. It's just too emotional. He painted a great picture of it though, didn't he? Oh, he, he did, did. sure. You got hungry. He's a wordsmith. Yeah. Okay, right. We're going to start with Rory because Rory was grunting away there. It was yeah. a bit disgusting. I just feel... <laughs> I think this, you've I, thought about this before. I, I have. I have. Like, what's that? Uh, so you're on death row. We can be smart here or we can just talk about foods that we like. Mm. But if we're on death row, what's that Japanese fish that they cure for like 10 years underground? I was thinking the exact same Were thing. Were you? I was. But I want it made fresh for me. I want one caught. So, I don't want yes. one that was caught 10 years ago. I want you to go out and catch one now and I want a video of it. And I want you to go to Japan, bury her down, yeah. let, it, let it turn into a goo over the next 10 years. Yeah. And in them 10 years, I'll fight me case. Yeah. That or a Christmas dinner that my mum makes. No, Ooh. I fight me case. <laughs> <laughs> if, they do, if they're not going to do the fish thing for whatever reason... I'll have a Christmas dinner that my ma makes. And what would you have for dessert then? Oh, a trifle that my granny makes. <laughs> <laughs> they have to be specifically made by these people as well. Is, that, is this part of it? Uh, it's going to be tough to get the granny to do it though. Not around. I'll <laughs> 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 be around for ages, lads. They'll not be able to kill me. <laughs> oh, on that note, Lou. Death row meal. Um, I think... I, I'm kind of torn between, I had the same kind of smart ass answer as Rory about uh, asking for something incredibly awkward <laughs> and, uh, and and dragging it out. It's hard to know whether you want to go for something like really extravagant and, and posh or whether you want to go for, like there's a load of people in there kind of saying like KFC and stuff. Yeah. Like, would you kind of, would you want that kind of just uh, good old greasy comfort food? Let me eat it with my fingers and then put me down, kind of a thing. Or <laughs> let me eat it with my fingers <laughs> and then put me down. <laughs> or would you want something? You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. Why can't I not say that? <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. Yes, eat it with your fingers and put you down. Uh, yeah. No, I think I would probably lean that way. I'd, I'd want maybe a selection. I'd want, I'd want a foot long. Uh, uh, spicy Italian from Subway with spicy oh, cheese unreal. and Italian herbs and cheese and I, I'd want olives and jalapenos and <laughs> peppers <laughs> and cheese and the whole lot in it and then I'd want like a cake I'd want just a selection and I'd say right just give me 24 hours now and a microwave and I'll eat <laughs> I'll, I'll pick which one of these I'm going to eat first and then I'll rest a little bit and make your way through it and I'll make my way through it and then when I'm right and uh, uh, fat then then you can put me out Yes. It's mm. still awkward because they still have to carry you. Huh? Still awkward because they still have to carry you. Yeah. So you've just been an, an awkward fella. And I like yeah. that. Yeah. Fair play to you. I like that too. Kieran, death row meal. There was a fella, lads, I was on holidays with once. It was one of the, the football trips. We went to Lanzarote. And we were there for seven nights. And seven nights, this fella had the same meal. Oh, <laughs> or the same meal every night. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I know what That's his commitment. answer is. What did he have? Steak, baked potato, few chips on the side. Mushy peas and some grilled tomatoes. 
That is That's a really so specific thing. Like really spe- oh, sorry, pepper sauce as well on the steak. Did you eat in the same restaurant every night? No. So he went to... <laughs> oh! For fuck's sake. One night we went to a sushi place. It was chaos. Yeah, can I have big spuds? Big spuds. <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. So that's his his meal. My meal. I'm getting a bit um freaked out by this question, Michal. Like uh, trying to think about it and put myself in the frame of mind of what you're gonna what you're gonna want in that situation. Do you know? Like, and it also reminds me, like we're gonna we're gonna all have a last meal. Hopefully, it won't be on death row. Yeah. But we're all gonna all have a last meal. Isn't yes. that mad? Yeah. That's mad to think. That's mad. Yeah. Mm. Like it's mad to think. I'm trying to my my young fella at the moment. We're we're slagging him because he can't tie his laces. And so sometime soon, I'm going to tie his laces for the last time. Yeah. Yes. I heard this. I heard all these last times. A a phrase one time. One time your parents pick you up and they put you down. And that's the last time they ever pick you up in their life. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So anyway, this meal, I'm trying to get myself in the the frame of mind for this last meal and what I would actually feel like. Look, I'm not going to overthink it. It's steak, Michal. It's roast potatoes. It's probably mushy peas, actually, like my buddy in Lanzarote. Really? Yeah. Nice. This is very similar to your friend in Lanzarote. Yeah. It sounds like it might be you. I was going to say, no, a mate of mine, definitely yeah. nothing to do. I'm yeah. just saying for a friend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. For a friend. I think if you wanted to drag a bit of time out of it in that instance, you could say, I want it, uh, I want it in Lanzarote. <laughs> With I want my it friend. in Lanzarote. <laughs> in a sushi I, restaurant. I, I know, and I know at least seven restaurants over there that can prepare it for me. <laughs> <laughs> the dessert, Michal The dessert Go on Bit of vanilla ice cream Oh, every day of the week With chocolate sauce Made from milk Mars bars And a wee bit of Toblerone Thrown in for a bit of crunch Jeez, oh. I've never had that That's Lads. very simple That is very simple to make It sounds yeah. unreal though But it is beautiful yeah. I was taught it at the age of 10 how to make it, and it's my one dessert that I can make. Oh, really? Yeah, and my wife is not impressed at all. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to, one of our first dates, I said, I've got a great dessert I'm going to make for you. <laughs> and my wife is not impressed yeah. at all. I'm, uh, anyway, I'm lucky, I'm lucky uh, we got any further than that, I think. <laughs> I, thought, I thought just made that up on the spot. It sounds like, and uh, I like a bit of marriage bar, and uh, I kind of like milk too. <laughs> I uh, just put them all together. Yeah, yeah. That's what it sounds like. It that sounds, sounds delicious. delicious. It's a, lo- yeah. a long-standing traditional recipe in 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 Ireland. Meal. You're yeah. gonna have I've to make that for us. Yeah, I will. I will. Yeah, it's that very sounds simple. great. Very I didn't even think about the dessert, uh, but <laughs> it has to be. It's a Madeira sponge, two layers, jam, cream in the middle, bit of ice and sugar on top. Oh wow. yeah! Wow! Wow! wow. S- simplicity. I love a good Madeira sponge. It's about the only cake that I actively enjoy. <laughs> It's the greatest phrase of all time. I actively enjoy (laughs) (laughs) I got out of my way to make sure I enjoy this cake. Well, I do, because, you know, if somebody puts an old fucking Black Forest Gatux down in front of me or something, you'll passively enjoy it. I'll passively enjoy it. I might might eat it. And I'm not going to think it's shite, but I'd never go out of my way if, you know, to get myself... Uh, anything except an old slice of Madeira sponge <laughs> with a bit of jam and cream in the middle of it. Uh, How beautiful. range of you. That beautiful. was a great question, Michal. Thanks yeah. so much. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you, Michal. Um, we will see you soon on the review show. In fact, we might even see you at the team night. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still taking it. So <laughs> Big Shot Radio presenter now. He doesn't have time for, uh, for mixing in with the peasants. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. 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 All right, folks. Thank you, Michal. It's time to talk to today's guest. 
It's time to talk to today's guest, all the way from County Offaly, but a Sligo native for many years now. By day, she is Sligo's most in-demand landscaper and gardener, and by night, a flautist, guitarist, vocalist and songwriter. Colette Sheeran, you are welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Kieran. Um, that was a lovely introduction. Oh, Jeepers. Well, it's all true. Well, I just put it down as digging and gigging. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'll use that one next time. Definitely. Well, for the last two years, it's been more just digging. Yes. Yeah. Very little gigging. So, yes. Yeah. But the gigging is back. It is, is it is, yeah. and it's great to see. Colette, I knew you. I knew you first as a flu, as a flautist, um, mm. as a traditional flute player. Mm. Um, but the more I got to know you, the more I would I would hear you sing. Mm. What has the relationship been for you over the years between those two disciplines, to to for lack of a better word? Um, I suppose without giving away my age now and getting all over about that, I I never really sang that much growing up. Yeah. At all. Right. I didn't really start kind of even attempting to sing till I was sort of in my early 30s, really. Okay. That I kind of took it as something to do. Yes. Um, but never really regarded myself as such. I didn't, and I don't mean this in any false matter, I didn't think I was good enough. Right. I didn't think I could sing. Yeah. And I started playing music when I was six, when I was a kid, and I always loved it. But, um, yeah, the singing was just something I didn't presume, something I really wanted to do, but it took a while to... Get around to it. Okay, so it was the flute all the way from six up, basically. Pretty much whistle for a long time right. and flute then in later years okay. and that. Yeah. Okay, but the singing As not till your early 30s. Ah, not really. And what, what made you start? I loved it. It was something I, I really loved doing. And I remember years ago then sharing an apartment with a few other musicians, with Rodney and Ray and... Ray Cohen? Frank, yeah, yeah. yeah. We all shared an apartment Back in Market Yard, number 39. Um, I've lived on my own ever since, I have to say. No offence to the lads. No offence to the lads. I was very green now, to be fair. Yeah. But um, I remember one day practising downstairs, singing, and then hearing the lads coming up the stairs. And I went up to my room and I burst into tears. Right. Just at the thought that they had heard me. Wow. And I was so embarrassed. And it took me a long time to really just kind of keep at it and push myself and um, yeah as you remember Kieran, the very first theme night mm. when you rang me to sing at it mm. I'd done a little happy dance around the kitchen ah. I really did I thought oh, I have to say it's not a place I want to sing oh right yeah. shit right yeah. <laughs> do you know yeah. um, and I think singing is a different dynamic there is flute playing it is a bit like singing though it's very much it's from here. It's not playing strings and you can still breathe. Your breathing is very much affected by it. Um, but you kind of, not that you get high behind an instrument, but singing is a whole other dynamic. It felt like you have to, oh God, there's no sort of sitting with the head down like this. And, sure, you sure. Know. Well, well, we'll come back to those early hmm. theme nights, Colette, because I'd like to talk about them. But first, I mean, you have released two criti- critically acclaimed albums of your own music on which you sing. So, um, Making Grace in 2014 and Watershed Hours in 2018. Mm. So they are two, that's two, that's a pretty significant achievement for someone who never thought they could sing. I suppose, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. (laughs) I never, genuinely. um, Yeah, I found that time I wrote Making Grace, um, I found myself sitting up very late at night just writing songs and then the next morning I get up and I'd write the music to it. And I thought, well, if I'm doing it, I might as well do something with it. Now, at the time, I was in a band, the original with Candles, with um, Leslie Jones. Mm. 
And Leslie was great. He was encouraging. He's like, that's a lovely song. You know, the first song I wrote was one called We've Been Wondering About You for Years. And just getting that feedback from other musicians where you're kind of sheepishly going, what do you think of this? And it's like, that's really nice. And you're like, seriously? Tell me the truth. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of spurred me on to sort of doing something with it and why not? And how were you then in the studio recording these albums with you being the lead vocalist? How, how, How did that feel? It was a little daunting, but at the time, um, we did it over in Brian's, which is great, really lovely. Brian McDonough's over in Cairo, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, there was Willie, Leslie and Hugh. Willie Kelly. Willie Kelly, Hugh Feely and Leslie Jones. Jones, And then it brought in yourself included, just other instrumentation and other guests that I felt could add a little bit of sugar to each song or just little things. Mm. Um... But then after that, the lads were going hell for leather with Rackhouse. So it's, well, okay, that's have it done anyway, so. Yes, okay, so your band sort of was was not there anymore because they were busy. Yeah, such, well, it was kind of reformed then with Anna Houston and Shane McGowan yes, and okay. Tommy Kivlehan okay. and yeah. been doing yeah. bits and pieces ever since. And yeah, but you obviously perform these albums live and you perform songs from them live regularly and so that means you sing on gigs. Yes. Like, so that's, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, because I, I, I suppose I'm, possibly in a similar position to, mm. to I don't sing much. I probably don't think I, I'm a great singer. Uh, I do at the odd time, but, you know, I would never think of recording an album of myself singing, which you yeah. did, which is amazing. Yeah, I don't know. It's something I just felt I, I wanted to, to do. Yeah. And it's that kind of creative, when you're in the middle of creating something, you, you just go for it. Yeah. Um, no better reason. Than no, wanting to do it. Than just wanting to do it and go, well, like, if you're able to paint, um, you know, if you're a good painter, you just do it. Yes. Mm. You don't really think of the outcome. It's it's really interesting. Um, I want to just go back to the team nights, Colette. You mentioned mm. uh, the first team night. One of my favourite memories of you on a team night was uh, on, I think it was the second Christmas team night we did. We did Caravan of Love, <gasps> which is... For anyone listening, obviously not a Christmas song, but no. Colette was strong. I really want to do this. And it was a Christmas number one. It was in a 19, nine, oh, it could be 1984 or 1983. But some, so it made it in. So it made it in. Yeah. Yeah. But Te- that was great Technically, fun. it was a Christmas song. Yeah. You only ever hear that song now at Christmas. Really? As in, I would not know that song only for Christmas time. Mm. I put it up there with that other one, Power of Love. The power yeah. of love. And always associate that with, that was a Christmas number one. Oh, was it? It was, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a few of those songs that just stick out that... There's an E17 song as well, which is not about Christmas at all, but it just, I think it contains some bells. And, and there are videos, they're all wearing, it's snowing and they're all wearing padded jackets. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and they're <laughs> yeah. doing all, loads of this. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Same thing. <laughs> I was daft. Anyway. <laughs> East first mentioned for East 17 on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, who is there? Is it cool to let on that you remember who East 17 is? But I remember that night actually arriving yeah. in and Anna Houston and myself decided we'd have our music Christmas party the night before. Um, so I was a little tender, I remember, <laughs> going into Source. Yes. And drinking chamomile tea because I looked at the set list and it was the encore. Oh, right. And I was like, oh, God, just sit here, though. Right, okay. And just sat all night drinking chamomile tea. 
But it was a lovely okay. song and like because everyone sang it. It was, everyone, it was that type of vibe, wasn't it? Yeah. It was encore, so everyone was up and Absolutely. big vocal yeah. number. Yeah. And, and planting a few people in the audience where everybody was sitting down when it came to that part where we'd stand up, we'd gotten a few people already to literally stand up. Yeah, and start. And then it kind of got everybody <laughs> on their feet. And brilliant. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah, no, I've great memories of those early team nights with you, Colette. Yeah, like, you know, you were a huge great. part of them. You were, you hardly yeah. missed one, like, Source... Uh, Velvet, the early, you know the early Hawksville ones. You were, I don't know, did you miss one for the first ten or fifteen? Anyway, you know you were. I missed one. Did you miss one? Um, right? Because I was in Namibia. Okay. And I missed another one. Let me see. I know the Elvis one. I think I was away somewhere as well, but I think it was Ethiopia. Or... Yeah. But I remember with that one, the Namibia one, I was away for that. That was the best of Irish. Right. Yeah, because yeah, I was kind of raging. I was yeah, like, oh, you would have enjoyed that. Kind one. of more my. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And have you have you begun to enjoy them less at all as they've got bigger or as they've moved to the Hawkswell? Has that has that changed them for you at all? No, God, no. I think it's they've evolved into something. But what I one thing I loved about the theme nights, I got to meet other musicians in Sligo that I only kind of knew of. Mm. I didn't know them, mm. so. You know, getting to duet with Georgie Gorman. Mm. I know for years coming, like living in Sligo, it was kind of oh yes, Georgie Gorman. You know, and yeah. and getting to actually meet so many other musicians that yeah. I might have just known to say hi, and you know, which was a really really nice. It's a lovely thing to have brought a musical community together. I mm. suppose. Do you know? Yeah. Oh no. Look, I mean, the, the only reason the only reason <coughs> I asked that, Colette, is because. I, I suppose um, you, you, you publicly said after the, the last team night we did mm. um, that I, I think I'd, I'd put up the video of it and mm. you said you'd considered asking me to take down the video um, because you, 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 you just didn't perform as you would have liked to. And, no. and you spoke about stage fright. This was a, on, a, on a post on mm. Facebook, a really honest post and, and so many people reacted to it, I think, and, and connected with it yes. um, because... Of your honesty, and you were you were bringing mm. up this this topic, which not many people generally talk about, and um, so I, I suppose I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that tonight. So mm. this was the theme night last Christmas, uh, theme night twenty eight, and you yes. sang uh, with Philippe Carbonell. Mm. Um, you sang da 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 only yeah. you, yes, only you, yeah, and 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 so you you mentioned stage fright. Is that is that what happened, or can you describe what happened to you that night? Um. It oh, definitely was. There's no shying away from it. And yeah. I remember when I seen the video. Sure, I knew that night anyway. I kind of left shortly afterwards, been really upset. Right. Because um, I went, I'd gone down for the sound check and it went great. And I've sang that song with Philippe so many times over the last number of years with No Crows or just if we were doing a session together um, because he plays it so beautifully. Mm. Just it's paired back and it's gorgeous. Um, but I remember walking out on stage and just the sea of masks and yeah. Oh, yeah. I found it really, it, it sort of took me back. Um, and when I do get nervous, the breath will go a little bit. It just, it's always been like that. But um, that night was in particular, was like somebody just knocked the wind out of me. And I just remember standing there going, just try and get through it and deliver the song. But feeling that... <gasps> that shortness and and just kind of overwhelmed and I think it came from I know everyone's had different lockdown experiences but mine was sort of 
from April 2010, we had a lot of work lined up anyway as landscaping and gardening. It went off the chart. Mm. We were just, and I think I just got into that rut of getting up, going to work, working all day, working late into the evenings because there was nowhere to go. Mm, there was yeah. no, wasn't knocking off early because I had a trad session or knocking off early or, oh, I'll go for a swim this evening. It was just. Yeah, not feeding your soul. A bit like that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because outside of working and what, you know, um, playing music and going swimming and things like that, that was all gone. Mm. And yeah, I suppose I've been not been around that many people as such in that set kind of a setting. Um, yeah, it was just quite, oh, jeepers. And all of a sudden it hit you seeing this, this, this huge number of people right in front of you. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I know it's not, I don't know, is it more damaging to talk about it than not? But I think it's something that a lot of people go through. I mean, some people even send lovely private messages. Sure. Mm. You know, kind of a way of, yeah, I know what you mean. It's something Mm. that affects everybody. Maybe not everyone. And hope it doesn't, but it is still a a thing. Like, Mm. Can you remember, lads, any any moment when you've just frozen on stage or or underperformed or, you know, done something that you said, geez, that's mad, that that happened to me just there. Mm. Yeah, I would say, I, I like, I, like I, I'd say out of everyone in the room, I performed the least, you know, like publicly or um, do, do the least amount of any kind of entertainment craft. And a lot of the time, you know, not to the point of freezing, like to of mm. dead stop, but a lot of the performances that I do, like I have very little memories of because there's like a, it's like a, your, your brain is, like my brain anyway, is so, it's working so hard to keep everything together and perform to such a large number of people or even a small number of people that a lot of it is a bit like panicky. So you're trying, you're spending so much of your time holding your panic down that you can't give it your best. So I do that. Yeah, that's a lot of my performances, I'd say, are like mm. that. Definitely. Right, right. I can remember uh, sitting on, on a piano in Dublin and uh, my piano teacher, I was in college, jazz college at the time, piano teacher walking mm. into the room and, and seeing him come in the, in the door mm. and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> analysing everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And, hence, everything. And hence not being in the moment with your music. Yes. And hence yeah, yeah. It not just, you know, playing all these notes in your hair. Oh man, if yeah. you could have heard me a minute ago before you walked <laughs> in, I was playing so much better. Absolutely. I was on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, I think that, that, that happens to me to a certain extent quite a lot. Uh, only on guitar though. Uh, there'd be certain people that if they wound up in front of me at a gig, or at a team night or whatever, other guitarists that I get the exact same thing. I just get that kind of performance anxiety and my fingers just aren't doing what I want them to yes. on the guitar. And I could have been practicing something for the whole day and I go in and the five minutes when I have to play it right because there's someone else in front of me, I don't. And then I go away afterwards and I'm out in the studio the next day and I pick up the guitar and I play it. And I'm like, why, yeah, why didn't yeah. I do that last night? Yeah, That's only yeah. the guitar. I don't know what it is yeah. about it, but yeah. But yeah. I remember when I started going to trad sessions, I would have been about 19 or 20 and, you know, there was, this would have been down home and that, there was very few women. There was a lesser amount. Yeah. And I remember sitting at a trad session one night and I was only about 19 and the average age were all men mid 40s. Yeah. And I remember feeling really intimidated, but then kind of talking to myself going, well, there's nobody here making you feel like, mm-hmm. there's no one person trying to, you know, be like, it was just my feeling. Yeah. Kind of, of going, okay, 
you know, you, you work around that. Um, and like that, I remember going to, to sessions. No one sets and playing at home, banging it out, no problem. Mm. And then that being in front of people and other musicians, you just nearly kind of, oh. Yeah. I yeah. had really long hair, remember my early, and I used to hide behind it. Yeah. I yeah. had a genuine issue with people clapping, I'd, I'd be like. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. almost turning away from the mic physically there, yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, it's yeah. sort of. Um, okay, so, so when you say about, you know, you mentioned about, you know, leaving the Hawkswell mm. pretty much straight away after the song that night. Yes. How, how do you deal with that then when you go home or how, how do you work through something like this when, when it happens? I was going to say wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same, Step yeah. one. <laughs> Step one. Step one, get into your pyjamas. Step two. <laughs> wine. <laughs> For a glass of wine. Um, no, I just remember I was just upset. Yeah. I think anybody would be and there's no amount of consolation is going to make up for it because I think we're our own worst enemies. For sure. We're our own biggest critics. Mm. Um, and just feeling really bad about it. Just upset, like. Mm. And then Philippe, of course, would be very supportive and encouraging and everything. But it was like, oh, just, you know, we all go in and feel sorry for ourselves for a little while. And then you put it into perspective and go, look, at, there's people going through far bigger handlings at the end of the day, do you know. Mm. Um, but about two or three nights later, I was sitting at home and just turn on the television and the Graham Norton show was on it and this song was at the end of it and I'd never heard it before. Which song is this now? Uh, this Is Me. This Is Me. I'd seen the movie but I just never connected for some reason. Yes. And there I was listening to it and I went, I get it. Yeah, you know? brilliant. And I went and funnily enough went and, and looked up the lyrics and everything and downloaded the actual track and was using it if I sit down to practice just to sing it no there was no team night uh, suggestion at that point it no. was just doing it just because I really liked the song and tried a couple of Lady Gaga numbers as well but we'll not go there <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah so this song like I, I, I've I've known this from talking to you but mm. I find it I, I find it amazing that this song was almost like therapy for you to get through this singing this song sort of, you know, got you singing again for one. Yeah. And and got you connecting with, with your voice probably and, and 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 feeling, you know, at least you're back on the horse singing and you're not you're not thinking about what happened to you on the stage. Yeah, and I think you know, for everybody that's coming back to theme nights and coming back to gigs, um kind of give yourself a break a wee bit. Because it has been strange being out of it. Yeah. Um I always said I love Playing music, I love sitting for hours by myself, just practicing, just playing, working on something new. I enjoy that as much as I do performing. And I, I guess there is that, that line between being a musician uh, or a singer and being a performer. Mm. Um, sometimes you have to fight for the performance. Because I don't think we're all innately brought up to go, I'm effing great, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. We yeah. just, you know, we're, we live in a country where I know when we were growing up, I said, oh, that one thinks she's great. <laughs> 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 you weren't meant to think too highly, I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, so you do, you absorb all that stuff. 
Notions of ourselves. Notions. Notions, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I read that post on Facebook and my heart went out to it, you know, reading it and thinking, God, poor Colette, this is, this is, you know, because it was, it was, I could feel your, your, your pain through it. And the fact that you said you left the Hawksville straight after it and, you haven't said a few minutes earlier that you mm. love hanging out with all the musicians and meeting all yeah, the musicians. Yeah, it was always part of the, the, and, the and great you night. You, you couldn't even do that that night. Anyway, yeah. so I, I said to myself, actually, I said, right, and I've said this to you on the phone since, Colette, that we have to just do everything we can to make this next team night a, a, mm. a really positive experience for you. So I, I rang you and I said, what, would you like to take part? And and what song would you like to sing? And and this one jumped out at you because it had it. Had, as you say, yeah. it started singing it two or three nights after yeah, previous team night, yeah. and it, it it does fit into our fr- our theme of freedom in mm. terms of probably personal freedom. Yeah, it is freedom of your your soul and freedom of expression, where a lot of that would have been sort of taken from us when you think of it overnight. Like happily, mm. two years later, we're um we're getting ready we're for getting we're getting back, back, back and we're getting it. ready for this show, and we'll hopefully have a full Hawkswell Theatre and. And we're going to be performing this song, Colette, mm. um, uh, with the full band, the string section and the, and the full team night choir and the whole lot. And I, I just can't wait because I've rehearsed it with you. I've heard you sing it. Mm. You're nailing it. It's, it's, it's brilliant. I, I love your version of it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we're going to do it right now. But right now it's going to be a stripped back version of it. But I would urge the listeners, if you enjoy this, I mean come and hear it with the band with the string with section the, uh, the and with the choir and, yeah. it's going to be amazing I've heard the choir do this and they're in great shape I can't shape. wait to hear it yeah, yeah it's going to be brilliant anyway folks um, Colette thank you for thank coming you, in you. and for talking so honestly sure. and for yeah I mean helping I'm, as you say you know I'm sure this this connected with a lot of people and uh, made a lot of people feel better about themselves the fact that you're, you're you know you spoke about it you wrote about it and you're speaking about it now so Thanks for doing that. Thanks for coming in. Not at all. Thank and, you. Uh, let's Thanks do this for song. having me. Great. I'm not a stranger to the dark. Hide away, they say, because we don't want your broken parts. I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars. Run away. No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharpest words wanna cut me down I'm gonna send a flood, I'm gonna drown them Well, far away, cause today I won't 
sinking We are bursting through the barricades Reaching for the sun Yeah, that's what we've become I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are glorious When the sharks I don't wanna cut me down I'm gonna send a flood I'm gonna drown them out I am brave I am bruised I am who I'm meant to be This is me Colette Sheeran with This Is Me and we all here can't wait to hear the theme night version of that with the full shebang in behind Colette uh, next week at the show. So, uh, on to the next slot in In The Lamplight this week, folks. It's time for Rory Recommends. If your life is feeling grey Like a dull and cloudy day We can chase your blues away Rory recommends you Something to defend you From the boredom that offends you Also fix your hairdo it's Rory Recommends Rory. You! That's good to hear that again, oh, Lukey. we love to hear it. What do we love to hear, Rory? We love to hear it, Luke. We, we love sure to hear it. it. We do. Lads, Rory Recommends this week. Um, it's probably a bit cheap in the context of the episode, but I think it is a really good one. Okay? Okay. My Rory Recommends this week is to go and see this theme night. And I'm not doing that because this is, you know, a theme night episode and we've come together to, uh, to put an episode together um, as we lead up to this theme night. But this one is maybe the one where I've seen more of the acts beforehand than I ever would have seen before. So I've seen performances and I've seen um, the attitudes of people and I've seen the buzz around this show. Which, they're okay, there's always a buzz around theme nights. Fair enough. But this particular theme night, in the context of the last two years, in the context of everything that's went on, this one feels alive from now. So I can only imagine how it's going to feel on an old Friday or Saturday night when you're sitting in Jan Hawkswell mm. and the roof is being lifted off the place. So it's short, it's sweet. If you do one thing this week, if you spend a couple of quid on anything, buy a couple of tickets to this show, bring your fancy woman or fancy man and enjoy it because it's going to be unbelievable. I have two things there. Okay, go on. I have two things, right? And actually, I've forgotten what the first one of those two things was going we, to be. We have one thing. Well, we have one, one thing. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have two things. Uh, I do think you're right uh, about what you said about kind of just seeing a little bit more of the inner workings beforehand. Sure. This time. Yes. I, I, I feel the same there. Are you privy I actually to it feel as well? Like, I feel like... Uh, because, Kieran, you, you normally play your cards so close to your chest coming up to a team night, and rightly so, because you want an, there to be an element of surprise, not only for the audience, but I think it's nice when, as performers, you have an element of surprise going in. For sure, yeah. And you find out, oh, such and such thing in that song, and, and you know, that there's a kind of a, there's a bit of discovery about going to the show for you as a performer as well as the audience. Um, so this time, I feel like, a, I feel like... Uh, 
I'm watching a poker player who's just showed me his hand. Like, and yes. I, 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 I know what's coming. So it's a totally different experience. So I'm with you on that one. The second thing I have to say is that was without doubt the cheapest and most effortless <laughs> low ball Rory recommends that you have ever done. And I mean, that's saying something because you literally told us to eat breakfast one time a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. You have, well, you have one thing to do. Could you not come up with something? It's been a long weekend. It's been a long weekend. A new Rory Recommends is coming up. I uh, know I did. I, I think it I think it warranted a shout out this week. Fair. Uh, so that is my Rory Recommends this week. Kieran, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, you're both singing this time, lads. Yeah. Um, that's unusual for a team night that you're both doing something. Uh, we won't won't give away just now what's happening, but Rory, you're singing with a little vocal group. Yeah. Yeah. How's, I mean, that, how's that going for you? Grand. I love it. Okay, so it is it is my favourite thing to do is sing with other people in harmony. I think there's something so pure about it. I just find it very difficult. So I mean, like as it's that's the that's the payoff nearly. So to get to do your favourite par- part of singing, which is to sing in a group in harmony, I love that. Mm. But the workload to get that stage ready is quite difficult. So. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm uh, apprehensive also, so we'll see what happens. Well, it's only a Wiggles song, Roy, so I think you'll manage it. (laughs) Don't be giving it away, Luke. (laughs) How about yourself, Luke? You looking forward to your number? Yeah. Without giving away what it is? I I, I am. uh, Yeah, I think I've challenged myself a little bit this time. You certainly have. I've got a little bit more creative with it rather than just kind of getting up and singing a start-to-end version of something... uh, Mm. We're changing it around a bit and I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the band playing it and looking forward to singing it, yeah. Great, great, great. Well, lads, yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm just, the more I talk to people, the more I hear stuff coming back to me. You're starting to rehearse now. You're starting to hear arrangements come back. You're starting to, you know, get an idea of how it's all going to come together. And uh, yeah, I hope we're not, I hope we're sitting here in two weeks time recording our review show. Uh with with a great show behind us, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, and Imagine if we were sitting here. Goes, Jesus, that's where did it all go wrong? We're not inviting Rory, <laughs> not after what he did. <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, thanks for being here today um, to listen to us. It's lovely to be back chatting. Um, yeah, look, we won't make any promises about the future or any non-promises. We'll just we'll just be here on May the eleventh, and we'll see you after that, folks. It's it's been a pleasure being back, and thanks for thanks for listening today. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and we still don't have a sign off chat to you later good luck <laughs> <laughs>